4: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
5: It is 7 past the hour of 12. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening. Where are you going? That's my question. Where are you going? We're going to talk presidential politics a couple times today. A uh, man who might be the smartest Republican voice in this state, the former governor Tim Pawlenty, frequent guest of the show, is at one thirty-five. Where are you going? What do I mean? I'll tell you right now, and I want you to respond six five one four six one nine two two six. Phone calls and texts. Nikki Haley loses in her home state. Donald Trump has won four straight. And he's won everyone decisively. You win by twenty points in someone's home state where she was a popular, two-term governor. That's winning decisively. No other way to say it. Love him or hate him or I don't know. Dave, is anybody just lukewarm on Donald Trump? I don't have a, I don't have an opinion on Donald Trump. Is there one person in America who feels that way? That's uh-huh. the over. Oh, the is. 0.5 of a person. <laughs> you
6: know, I haven't formed an opinion on Donald Trump yet. My three-year-old. I think she's still,
5: <laughs> Yes, she's up to be bought. <laughs> yes, Over the age of, I don't know, 16, you pay a little bit of attention. You've got an opinion. And they're all over the place. I get it. You also have uh, Michigan tomorrow for both sides. Republicans and Democrats, and Joe Biden's biggest issue in Michigan is those folks who are going to vote uncommitted. Rashida Tlaib and others who believe that Benjamin Netanyahu has went way too far in Israel's response to Hamas. They're mad at the Biden administration saying, you you have the power, you have the hammer, you have the leverage. You haven't used it, and so we're not saying we're going to vote for Donald Trump, but, you know, you're our guy, but you know what, tomorrow, you're not our guy. So we're going to be uncommitted. So that's my question, Dave Herring, and that's my question to the audience. My answer is don't vote for either. Again, let me emphasize this. Of the two... Every time I'd vote for Biden, if I only had a choice of the two, you don't only have a choice, though. Stop telling me that. I don't agree. Joe Biden cognitively is enough for the job anymore. Donald Trump is deteriorating. He thinks his wife's name is Mercedes. Uh, we're going to get some racist comments he's offered up. Uh, biggest difference, look who Biden would surround himself with, and look who Trump would surround himself with, okay? So, so that's one way you can determine this. Uh, but also, you're allowed to be a Republican. You're allowed to be a Democrat. But if you're in the 40% of the Republicans who voted for Nikki Haley, a lot of you are college-educated and in the suburbs, and that gives Republicans concern for the general election. Or you're the Democrats when there's poll after poll after poll after poll. It's not just uncommitted. It's you're nice, Joe. We like you, Joe. Thanks for beating him. But go write another book. Go to Delaware. Have sex with Jill. I mean, he's the one that's telling us the key to his marriage is great sex. And uh, just move on with your life. So I want you to tell me, if you're a Republican or a Democrat and you don't Want either one of these individuals. Which way are you voting? I say you vote for uh, for someone else. I say you vote for somebody else who ran. I say you look at no labels. You look at if, if no labels put somebody out. Look for an alternative. And I get I want Donald Trump nowhere near the White House. I will not give one second, one breath of a thought of voting for this raging narcissist who um, will only be on a revenge tour. But where are you going? I was reminded by Matthew Dowd, who hasn't been on the show in a while. We could reach out to Matthew at some point, where he's pushing back at the 40%. Because Nikki Haley keeps saying it. We thought at one point last week we were getting Nikki Haley on the show. So far, they've went silent on us at least the last two days. Part of the reason why we're talking about this today is Nikki Haley will be in Minnesota later today. Nikki, don't lose our number. Let's go. Call us. We'll work you in at any point. Nikki Haley keeps saying Dave Aaron, hey, 40%. They don't want Donald Trump. Ronald Reagan didn't get 100%. George W. Bush didn't get 100%. Jack Kennedy didn't get 100% in his primary. Barack Obama didn't get that. So I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. So I wonder, in the end, will the uncommitteds, the we want somebody else, in the end, if you're a Democrat, are you really not voting for Biden? If you're a Republican, are you really not voting for... For Donald Trump, what do you want to say? Call me, text me, 651-461-9226. Dave, what do you think? And if it was either party where the percentage would be higher, which party might it be higher where they're going to say, I just can't vote for Biden or I just can't vote for Trump?
6: I think the Republican Party would be higher especially if we get a conviction. But even as it stands now, I think I, I think perhaps South Carolina proved it. Maybe that was just a little bit of home cooking, obviously, that she got up to 40%, Nikki. But I think there's enough Republicans that say, you know what? Uh, Donald Trump used to be my guy, but I just can't anymore. I'm going to vote for somebody who thinks along
5: the same lines but has less baggage. I think you're right. I, I think we have to factor in, almost in a different category, Dave, if found guilty. Yes. If found guilty, poll after poll, including one just the other day, 30% of Republicans said they won't vote for him. <laughs> if Donald Trump is found guilty and he still runs, I think it will energize his base but it will cause a lot of Republicans to say, I'm just not voting for him. If he runs, and even a beleaguered Joe Biden runs today, do you think Biden would win easy? I think there's enough people who, not his base, because they'd feel railroaded. It's, uh, I mean, which hunt? the insulting would say, Navalny-like, and that's just so repugnant to compare Donald Trump To someone who spoke out about a thug and dictator and was murdered. It's frighteningly insulting. But I think Biden wins there. I want to know what you think. I'd love phone calls and texts since Nikki Haley in town later today. Michigan tomorrow. Super Tuesday coming up. We know there's a big chunk of voters in each party even though it seems fait complete, that it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, part two. Oh, goody, by the way. Oh, goody. What are you going to do? You're a Republican who believes Joe Biden has led the country the wrong way. You don't like his policies, whether it's economic, the border, um uh, inflation in particular, you name it, there's a long list where you're allowed to disagree. Or you're a Democrat who looks at uh, most Republican policies and, and you disagree. Are you willing to say this year, nope, I'm not voting for Biden, even though I'm a Democrat? You know, I don't expect you to vote for Trump or vice versa. What do you want to say? Phone calls and texts 651.
4: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chad Hartman,
5: Dave Harrigan, Newstalk 830 WCCO. We need to get to the uh, bumper music today. Dave, your selection as always, you are the bumper music committee. It is a kingdom. It is a dictatorship. Whenever I offer a suggestion, you basically tell me, stay in your lane. Tell folks the theme today. Mercedes-Benz.
6: We're paying tribute to the uh, former first lady, as Donald called her out in a speech at CPAC. Mercedes-Trump. We're playing uh, music tied to Mercedes today.
5: Yeah, Uh Donald calling his wife, not Melania Mercedes. So let's talk both of them deteriorating in front of our eyes. Uh, before we get to a slew and onslaught of text on the topic at hand, and I, I thank you for all the text and listening to us. Um, Adam Carter had an outstanding interview with the uh, Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara. His anger, his frustration is uh, bragging about what they're doing in Minneapolis, trying to slow down uh, carjackings, just a slew of carjackings over the weekend. One of those individuals, Sadie, I don't know yet if Sadie wants to use her last name. She was a part of what happened this past weekend. She was carjacked. It was uh, terrifying for her. She's going to join us in about 12 minutes on Newstalk 830. W C C O. So the question is, if you just joined us and I appreciate coming on board with the Michigan tomorrow with Nikki Haley in town, with what took place in South Carolina, if you're a Republican and you were in the 40% who voted for Nikki Haley, by the way, her home state, she should do well in her home state, even though the state has moved and has become like most of the Republican party. Trump country. It's it's basically his party, right? It's basically his party. So you if you're in that group, you're Republican, and you don't want for uh, do want, don't ideally want to vote for Trump. Are you still going to vote for him? And if you're a Democrat, same thing. You may like Joe, you may uh, personally admire his service, but you've watched the intellectual decline, and you wish it was somebody else. What are you going to do? Let's get to text. We'd love uh, more text and more calls also. 651-461-9226. I voted, reading your text here, I voted for both Democrats and Republicans. I'd vote for Biden, absolutely not for Trump. Why are people nuts and not paying attention to anything? P.S. I would vote for Vice President Harris uh I wouldn't excuse me vote for a president vice president Harris most of our foreign trips have been domestic policy disasters maybe this year again I'm just going to read a lot of your text maybe this year we can petition for none of the above to be placed on the presidential ballot Trump is a despicable human being a texture says under no circumstances would I my wife anyone with a conscience ever vote for him Chad, Trump has 100% name ID, as you mentioned in your intro, has the RNC backing him, has 99% of the elected people supporting him, yet received 60% of the vote in South Carolina. Uh, it wasn't a good election for Nikki Haley, but the results are worse for Trump. I guess, Dave, if you say, if you view Donald Trump just as the incumbent and he's running against the challenger. Then maybe the forty percent stands out more. But he's won every race easy. He's had so much success, every other candidate is out of the race, and in her home state, she got beat by twenty. There's a lot of candidates who parties rallied around and became beloved candidates who maybe beloved presidents, who, when you're on your fourth state, Dave, if they won 60%, percent you were saying, man, that's a lot. So how do you look at this 60-40 uh, situation? I look at it as she
6: got a little home cooking in her home state, which would be expected, and Trump still crushed her. That's I mean, it, there might be a little bit of move from some people that were were going to vote Trump. But maybe in for whatever reason, the last two weeks uh, decided, you know what? No, I'm going to shift to Nikki Haley. But I, I I think that's probably minimal. I think 20 percent, uh, 20 points, uh, as you mentioned, in Nikki's home state, that's that's still a massive margin. Yeah.
5: Uh, more text here. I'm a historically I'm historically a Democrat. However, there's no way. I would, and no one should be voting for Biden. He can barely carry on conversation, must let, let's run a country. At the same time, there's no way I would vote for Trump, who's not in his right mind. He's just a downright uh, crook. I would, however, vote for someone like Nikki Haley, and I believe she would have a very good chance of winning if she went as a third-party candidate. That is, That was one of my questions, and if she all of a sudden they go back to where they were late last week when it looked positive about laying on the show. I know, I know her first answer is going to be I'm running to represent the Republicans and so on and so forth. But is there a poss? If we. Uh, you know, before I get to call or more texts, Dave, if we can't get a third party viability or we can't get people to vote for others who ran this year, then when is it? I just. You know, I'm getting a, a number of the Democrats are mad at me. Stop criticizing Biden. Any vote for somebody is really a vote for Trump. So, we just going to say this forever because I don't want just two parties. I don't. Even if it was uh, uh, Shapiro and Chris Christie, two people, I could vote for either one, and I have no problem. I still want more candidates. I don't want the monopoly. Which is the two parties. The answer is Let's yes. Have-
6: we are going to say that forever because both parties have absolutely monopolized
5: fear of the other party. Yeah. And, and they control the process. They're game in the system. It's the same thing with term limits, right? We talk about wanting term limits. Well, guess who gets to decide if we have term limits or not? The folks who are in power. <laughs> Cindy has uh, called in. Thanks for listening, Cindy. You're on the home of the twins, WCCO.
0: Hi, Chad, I, uh, I'm i a Trump voter, and I can't stand the thought of my children and grandchildren living in a world and getting worse like it is every day here. Minneapolis, the United States, the world. I think that the majority of politicians are crooks, so I put the crook thing aside. I put it aside every time I go to the grocery store. I just, and it's not Biden's age. It's not Trump's age. It's not Nikki Haley's age. It's how cognitively intact someone is. And the proof is in the pudding. We were a lot better off when Trump was in presidency.
5: In, in some areas, we were. Uh, we also have to look at what happened with the pandemic and how he reacted and how long it takes a country to react to bounce back after pandemic right when we talk about the economy and the inflation no matter if donald trump would have won against cindy don't you think it would have taken us a while to get back to where we are now
0: i just think that four more years of trump would have taken care of the pandemic better the economy better the immigration is my number one concern I just think this country is a mess. And look at Minnesota with the leadership we have. It just it trickles right down. Minneapolis is a mess.
5: Minneapolis also faced those same issues when Trump was president, right?
0: Yeah, but I said look at the leadership in Minneapolis. It just trickles mm-hmm. right down the whole party.
5: Thank you, Cindy. I'm glad you called. Call again. Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. Among the textures, I would vote for anyone not named Trump. More text. Trump has no moral compass. No woman in the right mind would vote for him after being found guilty of sexual abuse. Well, that's not true. You just heard Cindy, and obviously the numbers have shown uh, that uh, many females, millions and millions, are willing to vote for Donald Trump. You know, IVF might become a big issue. Abortion might become a big issue, but women are not voting solely on those two issues. It's it's much more than that. Uh, let's see. There was a... Uh, is Dean Phillips still running for president? Why does WCCO Radio not say anything about Phillips while giving so much attention to Nikki Haley? Dean Phillips was on this show for 17 minutes last week, and it made news all across the country. So... You can podcast that interview if you'd like. Uh, Just find uh, any podcast, any outlet where you podcast, punch in our show, and you'll find that Dean Phillips conversation. A victim of this weekend's carjacking. uh, It was a carjacking spree. It continues to happen. You heard Brian O'Hara on with Adam. If you didn't, that's also podcastable with the Adam and Jordana show. But what happened to one individual? What was it like when it actually happened to her? She'll tell us in minutes on CCO.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today
4: you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
5: As I mentioned before, uh, Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara was on with Adam, talking about what took place with uh, robberies and carjackings this weekend in Minneapolis, uh, multiple locations, South Minneapolis, and also. Northeast Minneapolis and that's where our next guest, Sadie, she would prefer just to go by Sadie, not use your last name and we will respect that. And Sadie like all our guests is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. That's where she was when she was attacked. And Sadie, I give you great courage and I thank you for coming on. Take us through what happened and why you were in the area, and what just what was taking place.
7: Yeah, um, thanks, Chad. I, it was a pretty normal Sunday, just was grabbing coffee and breakfast. I was going to head back to my apartment, and I had walked back to my vehicle, was in my vehicle, um, started my car. When I noticed a car drop, drive on the opposite side of the street, uh, full of um, individuals who all turned and made eye contact with me, Um, We locked eyes, and within the 30-second span, they, you know, had turned the car around, came up parallel to my vehicle, and, um, you know, I didn't open my door at this point. I had rolled my window down just a little bit because I saw them talking at me, um, and they had asked me to get out of my car, um, which, you know, then I saw a weapon um, that one of them were holding and proceeded to get out, throw my items on the ground, and then just try and back away while they drove off of my vehicle.
5: When you first locked eyes with them,
0: did
3: you have mm-hmm. any
5: concern at that point? Was that just another vehicle going by, or did that give you a feeling that something might be up?
7: Something felt off just because all of the individuals in the vehicle had turned and looked at me. Some of them I could see that were wearing masks or like half masks. Um, so I thought that was a little unusual. Um, I, you know, you get that gut feeling in your stomach and that something's off. So that's when I tried to start my car and um, possibly leave, but there wasn't really any time to react. Um, and I was parallel parked in between two vehicles. Um, One in front of me, one behind me. So, yeah, there really wasn't much I could do in that that instance.
5: Yeah, it it just sounds like, Sadie, you had nowhere to go. And it just happened so fast. How how soon did you see a weapon?
7: Um, Pretty much right away. uh, When I had rolled down my window, just, you know, because you never know, um, they flashed it right away, and that was held on me. During the duration that, you know, they were yelling at me to give them my items, um, give them the keys to my car, my phone, my purse, um, anything I had. And, yeah, so I obviously took that very seriously and um, just, you know, all bets were off there. So, you know, my life was more important in that moment.
5: Absolutely. And you're handling this extraordinarily well. I really appreciate you coming on. I know this is resonating. With a lot of people when Sadie, when it was happening and there's such adrenaline going through your body and concern, Mm -hmm. did it seem like it really was happening?
7: No, it didn't really hit me until after um, I was left, you know, on the street and it's not like it was a, it was a busy street. So there was people everywhere, people going to breakfast, people, you know, out and about there were two girls that were walking towards me that I immediately stopped and they were lovely. They stayed with me, helped me call the police, helped me call my family. Um, and just were consoling me. Cause yeah, it really hits you in that moment that like all of your, you know, your items are gone and you just, you don't realize until that moment that your you know, your phone these days is your lifeline. Like I had nothing, yes. and, you know, my purse and all my credit cards, like all my things. Um, you feel really vulnerable and defenseless. And yeah, so i it's, it's been, it's been jarring this experience.
5: So this is in the Northeast part of town. You mentioned okay. you saw uh, the individuals fairly quickly. It's it, it was yesterday, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, was it very busy? outside of the four individuals who came across them. I'm just wondering if that is a, these individuals we hear from chief O'Hara so many times say that the same individuals are committing offense after offense after mm-hmm. offense and they know what to do. And, and I'm just wondering if you felt like, because, you know, you're parallel parked, maybe it's, a, it's quiet at that point that that further convinces them that this is the time to target you and your vehicle?
7: Yeah. I mean, I've been a resident of Northeast for five to six years. Never once have I felt in danger or unsafe. Um, a lot of my friends live there. I've had family live there. Um, I love the neighborhood. It's it's great. And again, why I'm out and about and having an average Sunday, um, it just unfortunately felt like I was in the right place at the right time. And, I mean, I mean, regardless, I don't think there was anything that I could have done differently. there was you know, obviously I was being vigilant I was not, not on my phone, you know, I made eye contact mm-hmm. with them. Yep. I immediately felt like something was wrong um, but yeah, there really just was nothing um nothing else to do in that moment and yeah, it just it just felt unusual um i I don't necessarily know if I was if they saw me, you know leave the establishment that I came from or. It, it all just happened so quick. I don't even know if it was that pre-planned. It just just happened.
5: It's 45 past 12. Chad Hartman now with uh, Sadie. Sadie was a victim of a carjacking yesterday in Northeast. Um, she's given us great details after just this heroin experience. And again, I thank you for coming on. You You mentioned just how fast this happened. Was there any part of this adrenaline surge where you feared for your life? E-
7: yes. Um, but I also knew in the back of my mind that, you know, if I were to give them my belongings, I would hopefully, you know, enhance my risk of not being harmed in any way. So that's immediately why I threw everything on the ground um, just yeah. so they wouldn't, you know, approach me or, um, you know, assault me in any way. I don't, I don't really think that that was the intention, but I didn't really want to take that risk. Um, I think they cared more about my things than, than me. So, um, yeah, I just reacted that way.
5: Once you laid the things down and you're getting out of the car, did anyone touch you? And what sort of things were they saying to you?
7: Um, No, no one physically touched me. Um, They were, you know, yelling to, you know, they wanted me to give them my keys, any money, my purse, uh, my phone. They asked for the lock code of my phone so that they could get into it. Um, You know, they were, of course, yelling profanities and just trying to move me along quickly so that they could leave. Um, But, yeah, that was really the extent of it.
5: How soon did the police arrive on the scene?
7: Um fairly quickly. I think it was, you know, maybe 5 minutes. Again, it was all a little bit of a blur. Um, yep. you know, as I'm everything is sinking in and the two girls had approached me and I was sitting with them. Um, but but fairly quickly. Yes.
5: I'm not asking you to identify those individuals, but when the police arrived, you mentioned earlier, some were wearing masks and and this is nobody plans for this, you know, yeah. and sometimes uh, one of us could have an ideal memory and be really particular when something like this happens. And other times it's just such a blur. Were you able to describe f- as as I know you did it as accurately as you could, but did you do feel confident about your description of these folks? Again, don't share it with us. You shared it with the police. Or did it all just happen so fast? It was it was tough to do that.
7: Um, it was a little bit of both. I mean, you your general is definitely pumping in that moment, and so there there is a little bit of fogginess and just, you know, it's hard to kind of come to in that moment. Um, but I felt like I was able to give enough um, to where, you know, later on, that they were able to potentially locate my car, um, things like that. So, yeah, I think there was enough there.
5: How would you best describe your emotions today?
7: Um, mixed emotions. I'm grateful that I wasn't hurt. I'm grateful that, you know, things are just things. They can be replaced. It definitely is an inconvenience, um, you know, I am a single adult, working adult, just like everyone else, trying to make ends meet. Um, so I am privileged in a lot of ways, but it definitely is setbacks. Um, but, but shaken up and but really just grateful that, um, that I'm okay and that I was able to walk away and get the help that I needed and, and have such a great support system, too.
5: Where is your car now?
7: Um, the last I heard it was uh, in the impound lot. I think it's being held until further notice. Um, but that's really all the information that I have.
5: Is, is outside of the emotions and the trauma, because that's that's what you faced. Um, mm-hmm. When we get to the other parts, just life without a phone, has, has that been the toughest part of this? When, when we yeah, separate I- clearly separate the trauma and the emotions, but just the practicality of everyday life.
7: Oh yeah. Again, you really don't realize like your phone is your lifeline. It's everything at the palm of your fingertips. So, I mean, thankfully I remembered, you know, my mother's phone number, I was able to call her, but really other than that, I I don't have any phone numbers logged in my memory, um, passwords to things. It's been hard even just getting into my emails and social media, um, yeah, it is a huge barrier. And of course, like a vehicle, like getting around, again, I'm grateful that I have family that can assist in insurance and all the things, but um, yeah, I just I can't imagine if again, if, if this happened to anyone where they didn't have those resources.
5: Sadie, I, I'm a big fan of Northeast. I, I head over there frequently. You said, you know, you, you believe in this area. For any, vigil, any individual hears this and they have hesitation about Minneapolis or Northeast, considering what happened to you, what, what would you say?
7: Um, you know, like I had said earlier, I've lived in Northeast for six years. I've always felt safe. I love it. It's fun. There's tons of things to do. These businesses do really great work and... Um, You know, again, I I don't really know if there's anything else I could have changed about the situation. I think it does put in just perspective of, like, maybe not carrying all my credit cards with me, having a a physical phone book at my apartment. If like, you know, I do need to get people's phone numbers, um, like storing things on a computer by chance, like leaving that at home, not carrying anything valuable, which, of course, you know, all of us try and do, um, but, yeah, just, like, thinking of things like that to just be a little bit more prepared, like, if in, if something like this ever happens again or if this happens to anyone else in um, the neighborhood or in that I know personally. But, you know, I think I was thinking, like, even if I had, um, like, pepper spray or yeah. anything, like, I don't even think that that would have been beneficial in that situation. I mean, you did nothing it, you know, well. No, no. Nothing. And I don't believe I did. I think I did everything I could have. So, um, yeah, In I, fact, I, I,
5: think, I think you did everything right. I, I, I want you to hear that. I mean, mm-hmm. you did nothing wrong. You handled yourself extraordinarily well. You thought of your safety. You thought, how can I best extract myself from this situation, uh, and not get harmed, You've come on here in an incredibly composed way, and it's clearly resonating with a lot of people. I thank you so much for coming on. I am terribly sorry that you faced this, and so many people yesterday faced it, and that we continue to have this issue in Minneapolis and all across the country. I hope your life gets back to as normal as possible, as fast as possible. And again, uh, thanks for your courage for coming on and, and sharing your story.
7: Yeah, thank you.
5: Sadie, she was a part of a carjacking yesterday in Northeast and was kind enough and courageous enough to share her story. You can react at any point. 651-461-9226.
1: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
5: Over and over and over. There, There are many ways where Minneapolis has bounced back. There are many success stories. I stand by working downtown during the day. On a regular basis, how safe I feel. Northeast in the day, Dave. Northeast in the day. you just going to get your car. And a number of individuals, sounds like most likely when you listen to Brian O'Hara, most likely some, if not all, the individuals have done this many times before. And you, you just give up the keys. Give up all your stuff. Do not... Fight back, and that's just such an awful feeling in so many ways. But she absolutely did the right thing. She did nothing wrong. It's not her fault at all. It's, we do not have the laws on the books to punish these individuals enough, and it cannot be a revolving door anymore. It just can't. One news note, Jason. has landed an interview with Nikki Haley. It's not with us, no problem at all. Jason has landed an interview with Nikki Haley. That will take place tonight following his show when she's here in town. So Jason's interviewing after his show, and you'll hear Nikki Haley with Jason tomorrow right here on WCCO.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?